0: For you alone are worthy, for you alone are worthy,
1: for you alone are worthy, Christ alone.
0: Yeah. You know, it's so fun when a family lights the Advent candle and you see them up there, But you don't really know too much about them you know they usually light the candle and they say their thing and then they leave and you're like i wonder what that family's like you know or what's their story so we thought hey why don't we start a new tradition it's my flop but we'll just try it and we'll just you know just kind of introduce introduce the families a little bit so i thought maybe this wasn't planned but could you guys say your names maybe that would just be kind of fun i'm corey yeah
1: I'm Brienne. I'm Slater. Nice. Slater's almost nine
0: this month, last
1: Alaska's six. Oh, uh, so cool. And we're have been married 15 years. Yeah. So, 15
0: years, what's been your favorite Christmas tradition? What would you guys like to do?
1: There's a few out there. One, though, Every year, we actually go and we all the family get together um, and we make Chinese food, oh, a little major. different. Yeah, each person brings their own little uh, recipe to the table.
0: I I made hot and sour soup one year. That was that was a fan favorite. <laughs> <thing. laughs>
1: so that's that's
0: a fun kind of out of the box thing we do. That's cool. That's great. I I've never even attempted to make Chinese food or anything. So that's. That's amazing. Um, How about as we look towards the year, the next year ahead, you know, the theme today is hope, the candle of hope. And as we think about things we're hoping for, what are you guys, as far as looking ahead, what are some of the things that are on your horizon?
1: Yeah, what we're really excited about is this, this church and this community that we're uh, building together and diving in, meeting new people, uh,
0: rekindling with old we're really hoping to see God just do crazy things and get answer to be fun. <clears throat> right. So cool. So cool. Um, boy, was there any other questions um, that I, I forgot that you guys have prepared? Any awesome answers? Help me out.
1: Well, you challenged us to um, answer the question of how has hope shaped you as a family and what does it mean to you? Love it. Um, <laughs> at first I was like, oh boy, Dustin and This is, you know um, And then, you know, Corian talked a lot about that question this week And just like, what is hope? And kind of digging deeper um, Hope Hope is sort of an expectation um, Like deeper and more meaningful than a wish um, And uh, I think that as we kept talking about it, the word "foundation" kept coming up for for us. Um, having hope in God is um, a believer. As a believer, it just means so much more. Um, it gives, it brings joy. It gives uh, gives us direction and purpose for our life, um, and it keeps our minds focused on um, being in heaven one day with our Creator. Love it. <laughs> yeah. you, family, you, I love
0: great yeah. answer. Thank you, Let's thank the for coming I love to chance when you're Yeah, I love that. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so fun. So, we have three other candles to look forward to this month as we dive into the Christmas season together. A lot of churches, well, all around the world, the Christian tradition is called these weeks Advent. And Advent is where we get the word adventure. And so as we go on this adventure together, it's one of anticipation. It's one of not quite knowing what is ahead, but it's full of hope, full of excitement. And we can't wait to see what God's going to do in and through us. Again, I want to say welcome. Thanks so much for joining us and making this part of your Christmas tradition. Uh, the very first time ever uh, here at Branches, starting out on Sunday mornings here in December and doing Christmas. Um, we're so excited. Uh, so glad you're here. If it's your first time ever, we want to especially thank you and welcome you. Um, we we have an amazing espresso cart that just got, we got have a huge hand for the espresso cart people. <laughs> you, Is It's incredible. Yeah, it's so cool. I didn't approve pr- this was Heidi and the espresso team, but I'm saying if you're a first timer and you're like, I think you get a free espresso, right? You need to say that, a free espresso. Okay, so if it's your first time ever, get a free espresso. Um, also, right below us is a full brunch going on. So the, the downstairs part of this building, there's an entire amazing brunch with pancakes and bacon, biscuits and gravy and the gourmet eggs and like the whole thing. Um, and it's happening in support of the veterans. They do this once a month. So we just invite you, hang out if you would afterwards. We're gonna be hanging out um, after the service at the brunch and so, come and join us for that. Um, also we want to say thanks so much for contributing and making uh, this community come together and launch uh, six weeks ago or so almost now and um, we're seeing God do cool stuff in the community and in our lives um, personally and it's just been so neat so thanks so much for partnering with us and there's an opportunity to continue to do that as we proclaim the good news of Jesus this Christmas season um, if you can help us there's um, a box in the back of course is, Kind of there's a common way but you can text us any amount to that number you can give online on the website um this qr code and the secure giving portal there online and all these things help this community keep spreading the word keep moving forward and sharing the good news of jesus and giving helps grow our generosity helps grow our heart generosity helps grow our capacity to see others to get outside of ourselves and we believe that everything we have comes from God, like all of it. It's all God's, and he's graciously given us what he's given us, and we want to give back a portion to him. And that's why we give. It grows our heart. and helps us be a part of God's plan and mission in the world. Um, <clears throat> I had a really cool segue from that to the next thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so it helps us tell the good news. And you know when you're so excited to tell the good news, like you just can't wait to tell somebody something um are there people here this morning where especially around christmas right you've got to keep these secrets these presents these secrets of these presents and uh are anybody like not good at keeping the secrets like you just can't wait yeah yeah right you're just like i gotta tell them i gotta tell them what it is my wife's like that she'll just be like justin i got you something and it's like it's a month until christmas I know, but it's so awesome, I can't believe it. You want to see it? <laughs> like, just like, you just got to see it, you know? And I'm like, no, nope, I can wait. Let's just open it on the morning. and it's all good. Come on, come on, come on, here it is, here it is. Look at it. I can't stand it. Some of us, like, yeah have that. We just have this feeling, like, I just got to tell a person this thing. I can't believe it. Um, and for us, this theme, Go Tell It, is from that old song, Go Tell It. But it's this theme of of wanting to tell this good news, this exciting news of Jesus and his love for us. We ended last week our very first series of the church in John 15, and Jesus' last words to his friends were, and be my witnesses. Testify about me. Tell people the truth about who I am. And so here at Christmas, we get a chance to do that, to tell people the truth. In fact, Jesus is popular this month. He's on the radio. He's all over the place, and we had a chance to share with people this true meaning of Christmas, this love of God that is just unimaginable, and he loves us this much. It's hard for so many people to believe and even take in, and this is good news, right? It's so good, and we want to tell it. We want to tell everybody, and we're going to look at a couple of characters in the story of Jesus in the book of Luke who told it, who told the truth about Jesus in some poetic, passionate ways. But this first guy that we're going to look at, he had to wait. He had to hold this secret in. He could not tell it. This crazy story. He just had to like hold it in. He couldn't tell anybody. Um, and I wonder if you could imagine being in that place. Because if you're one of those people that like to tell the present and it's hard to keep a secret, imagine this. Imagine you're this guy. his name. Zachariah was married to Elizabeth, and they're in like the first century. They're before Jesus. They're part of the Jewish people, and they're one of the folks who help in the temple. And in fact, there's a picture of Zachariah in the middle there. He's kind of he's an older, very older man. Um, They're a faithful couple. They served in the temple their whole lives. In fact, Zachariah. Um, When this story happens, he's doing his um, rotation at the temple. Back then, you know, they served a couple of weeks a year at the temple, lighting candles, saying prayers. It got me thinking, too. This is a shameless plug right here. We also have rotations here at Branches of people who do cool serving teams. And we have some amazing fun teams like the production team, and the music, and, and the coffee, and the kids. And we try to do like a rotation. Like once or twice a month, you get to serve and, and help in some way and use your gifts. And then the other times you get to hang out and just enjoy, right? And so back then, same thing, but they did a couple of weeks a year. And Zachariah was doing his shift. He was doing his ministry, his service team that day, and an angel speaks to him. And I just want to say I'm not saying an angel will speak to you if you join one of our teams, but I, it might, right? And I bet you if you ask any one of our team members or leaders how God's been speaking to them because they've been serving and part of the team, I bet they'll have some stories to tell. Now, for Zachariah, it was dramatic. He's lighting a candle. He's doing his normal thing. All of a sudden, this angel comes, just fills the room. The angel's like, hey, Zachariah, I got some huge news, some giant big news for you. You and your wife, Elizabeth, even though you've never been able to have kids, and you've wanted kids all your life, and you've been praying for it. And the angel says, guess what? I'm going to answer that prayer. You're going to have a baby. His name's going to be John. Zachariah's like, what, what, you know? And uh, Zachariah, even though he's a mature guy, serves on a team at church and all that, he also has some doubts, some just natural skepticism. And even though he's faced by an angel, he still gets these doubts going, and he's like, "How's that going to happen? Because we're really old. We've never had kids before. I don't know if this is going to work." He kind of, he's got sort of an an attitude uh, from from uh, about this whole thing. And and the angel responds and says, "Hey, I'm Gabriel. Like I'm the." king of the angels. I'm in charge of God's angel armies. I am in charge of a lot of stuff, and I serve God, who is the creator of the universe, who does whatever he wants. And God makes mouths and ears and eyes, and he forms trees and oceans and planets and satellites. He doesn't, yeah, he makes like, men make satellites, but as the stars and other stuff. God makes all this. And uh, so the angel says, and God can do anything he wants, and he can make a baby, and he can make you and your wife pregnant. And just because you doubted me, and because you have a little attitude, the angel says, you're not going to speak until this baby's born. You're going to be mute. And Zechariah, before he has a chance to protest and say, wait a minute, I changed my mind, I'm not better. He's mute. He can't talk. Nothing's happening out of his mouth. So then he comes out of the temple and everyone else is kind of waiting for him Because he's taking a long time in there they're right, like, what happened? Did you see it? Did something cool happen with God? And he wants to tell him Yeah, this crazy thing But he can't at all He's totally me. And he then he kind of He's like, maybe he tries to write on the tablet He's trying to describe kind of what But he just can't get it out And he's got this story in his mind He's got this news to tell And he's totally mean It's almost like God said to him Hey, just be quiet for a while and watch me work. Amen. You, know, you know, sometimes I get that feeling I'm like, I think God just wants me to sit back and just watch him do his thing. And my talking and my efforts seem to sort of mess things up anyway. I think that was true for Zachariah. So sure enough, nine months go by. His wife does get pregnant right away, right after this encounter with the angel. And nine months later, the baby's born. And Zachariah, this all nine months, has just been quietly pondering this lesson. He's just been, like, learning this lesson. He's just been quiet. He hasn't been able to tell anyone this incredible news. Now, the angel does tell him this baby John is going to be the one who's going to bring about the greatest rescue plan ever. That this Savior is coming. This Messiah that God's going to bring a Savior that's going to rescue people from their from their disconnection with God and bring them back to God and it's going to be amazing and your son John is going to be a part of that so but he's got this big news but he can't share it all of a sudden the baby's born and they bring the baby up for baby dedication Sunday and so they're getting the baby that's yeah okay here we go and and they're getting the baby ready and they're going to pray for the baby second shameless plug today we have Baby Dedication Sunday here, too, at Branson. We haven't done it yet. But in January, I want to say the 22nd. If you want to mark your calendar, make a little note. January 22nd, we're going to do Baby Dedication Sunday. Which means it's not a big formal thing, but it's a chance to pray over the little ones and babies in your life. And a chance to pray over the parents and encourage them. And so we're going to like line up all the parents and babies up here. And we're going to get to know them and we're going to just say a prayer for them together and we're going to as a congregation say as a community we're going to say hey we want to support you in your raising of your child And so we're going to just do that together baby dedication Sunday invite your family and friends it's going to be super fun January 22nd anyway this is happening at this day Zachariah and Elizabeth they got their baby there and they're like what's his name what's the baby's name and they say the baby should be Zachariah because Zachariah is the dad, just naming Zachariah the that makes sense. But Elizabeth is like, no, his name is John. And everyone's like, John? There's no one in your family named John. Where did that name even come from? That's so left field. It's out of the blue. Like, why would you name your child John? And this is where Zachariah writes on his tablet, because he still can't speak. He writes, his name is John. His name is John. He, he's like, it's almost like this, for Zachariah, I feel like it's this act of surrender and willingness. Like nine months of silence, and now Zachariah is finally on board with what God wants to do in his life. Like he's finally like, okay, God is God, and I am not, and I learned a big lesson, and I'm just ready to go with the plan. I want to follow God's will, whatever it is. No matter how confusing or, or um, uncertain or out of my understanding it is, I'm going to do it. And he writes it out. His name is John. And and everyone's like, okay, that's it. His name's John. And right as he writes this, his voice comes back. So it's like he he, he kind of finishes this season of silence with God. He expresses his truth. He kind of tells it in his own quiet way. And his voice just automatically comes back. And he's like, I can speak now. Oh, my gosh. Everyone's like, whoa, you can talk now. This is incredible. He's like, yeah. And he's like, do I have a story to tell you? (laughs) Right? He's like, do I have? I can't wait to tell you about this baby. You guys, I got visited by an angel, and the angel told me all this stuff. And I've been silent for nine months, keeping all this pent up inside. And so here you go. And he's going to proclaim and declare this truth about what his son, John, Is about to do And also how that points to Jesus And God's plan And so I asked my friend Jason To read out what Zachariah said Which might have sounded something like this Blessed be the Lord God of Israel He came to set his people free He
1: set his power of salvation In the center of our lives And in the very house of David His servant just as he promised long ago Through the preaching of his holy prophets, Deliverance from our enemies And every hateful hand." mercy to our fathers as he remembers to do what he said he would do. What he swore to our fathers, able to, to our father Abraham, a clean rescue from the enemy camp, so that we can worship him without a care of the world, made holy before him as long as we live. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the most high, because you were prepared to wait for the Lord tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness
0: of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. To give us light to those who sit in the darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide us to a path of peace. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Man, it's so poetic. It's so visual. I love all... The ways that Zechariah decides to describe what John, his son, is gonna do and the response of what God has planned. And John the Baptist does all these things. He John the Baptist, we know him as his son, John, who does live in a desert and live this lifestyle that like attracts attention and questions. And with all of that, he points everyone to Jesus. He says, There is one coming. And in fact, he, he baptizes people in the river, and he says, "You gotta get ready for God to come." In fact, one of John's favorite phrases was, "Prepare the way for the Lord." That's what he would always say. "Prepare the way for the Lord," and people would say, "What do I do? How do I prepare?" He's like, "You gotta, you gotta turn around from your selfishness and your greed and your hatred, and you gotta, you gotta be generous, and you gotta love, and you gotta be fair and truthful, because." Jesus, the Messiah is coming. God is about ready to come and do a miracle. He's gonna arrive on the scene and you gotta be ready, right? Like that song says, let every heart prepare him room. That's what John would say. Let every heart prepare him room. And so we have a chance together, a community today, to consider what is it like for us to prepare room in our heart for Jesus' arrival. You know, John was so passionate about what he was doing that a lot of people thought John might be the savior. They said, maybe John is the the one. And they said, John, like, are you the guy? Because you seem to be really excited about this. And a lot of people are flocking around you. And here's what John says later on in Luke three. He says, I'm baptizing you here in the river. He says, but the main character in this drama. To whom I'm a mere stagehand, will ignite the kingdom life a fire, the Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. He's going to clean house, make a clean sweep of your lives. He'll place everything true in its proper place before God. And I love that description about what Jesus is all about. Jesus is going to make this clean sweep of our lives, and He's going to put everything in its proper place before God. I mean, what a miracle that this is true, that God would love us so much. That famous verse that he sent his son Jesus for us, all of us, that we could put our faith in him and we wouldn't have to die. We wouldn't have to um, have that penalty of our disconnection from God, the death that we deserve apart from God. We'd get in on the life that God wants to give us and this life that would come to us would be through Jesus' life. That Jesus would step in our place, come down on earth, right? He'd be born in this lowly manger, this out-of-the-way stable. And he would walk this life with us. And that through him, we could be saved. We could be rescued. That disconnection from God, the Bible calls it sin. It's, it's this, like, rejection of God and his ways And and we, in small and big ways, we all do that. In fact, the Bible says all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We fall short. But thankfully, Jesus doesn't fall short. Jesus steps in and walks it for us and then gives his life for us in our place, rises again, and hands us the keys of life. Um, And this is what happens when we put our faith in Jesus to rescue us. He makes this clean sweep and he puts everything in its proper place before God. My favorite part of Zachariah's speech is the very last couple of lines. Um, I love how he, he says this. He says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. Because of God's tender mercy. And that's this good news. This grace. That Jesus gives us All of us who, None of us deserve it And he brings it From his tender mercy This morning light from heaven Is about to break on us To give light to those Who sit in darkness And in the shadow of death And at this time that's, That was everybody all, all humanity In darkness To some degree or another far heart from God and, and in the shadow of death And for us I mean that's, that's us we are in darkness, in the shadow of death, in our own efforts, our own human heart, and its brokenness and imperfection, and it's not holy. But here's what happens this light from heaven, it breaks upon us, it meets us where we are, and then I love this last line, and guides us to a path of peace. And, and that's our prayer together. That's my prayer for you uh, that you would experience God's peace this season. In a new way, like never before, that you'd have this sense of God's peace, a path of peace that we can walk in together. Because of God's mercy, because of His love for us, we can walk in this path of peace. You know, to, next week we're going to look at Mary's proclamation. Mary goes for it. She gives an amazing song, a poem, a whole thing. And in fact, some of the the words from Mary's poem have been banned in many countries over the years in different parts of the world for different reasons. It's a subversive, rebellious, um, radical kind of prayer. And we're going to look at that next week. These are characters who write, who told, who went and just said the truth as best they could. And it's a challenge for us, an inspiration for us. How might we tell this truth of what Jesus has done for us? How might we step out in some new ways, sharing God with others? And, and for you and I here, how might we step in to what God wants to do in our lives in a new way, getting in on this mercy, this light that's shining in and breaking in upon us? Today is a time of worship response. Rather than singing a few songs, we want to take some time to actually give you guys a kind of an interactive experience. So what's going to happen is, in a, in a minute, we're going to turn on some just background music. It's going to play, and we have these stations around the room that we invite you to just get out of your seat, and you can go and participate just as you feel led. It's going to have a free-flowing thing, and we have a couple of different stations. One of them right here is communion. So there's a little sign about communion, some instructions about it, and so yeah, if you're kind of put your if you put your faith in Jesus and you want to follow him and and say yes to him today. There's a communion station where there's guides about how to do that. You can take that out the family or just by yourself or with a friend. Um, that's going to be happening. The table over there in the back, there's a candle table where we want to invite you to think of someone that isn't here this morning that you'd like to invite to branches. You know, Christmas and Easter are the two times a year where people who are not necessarily interested in church or might be feel uncomfortable is the time that they would consider coming so we as the community have a chance to to invite people in a special way so christmas eve service is happening right here at 4 p.m a candlelight christmas eve service so on the back table a symbolic act if you light a candle for a person that you want to invite uh, to christmas eve and say a prayer god would you help me invite this person maybe you want to pray for that person (laughs) and whatever it might be, there's a station there for that. Then, we're gonna be helping this month, giving away um, supplies and necessary items to Redwood Adult and Teen Challenge, a live-in recovery program here in Humboldt, and there's a whole list of the things that they need, and we get to be a part of the Teen Challenge Giving Tree Supply Drive, and that's gonna be happening at the next table, and you can find out all about it, how to participate, how to to give, and, and all that stuff. And then there's a fourth table that's a creative table where just like Zachariah did his big poem, you get to write your own poem to God this morning too. It doesn't have to be as good or as long as Zachariah's. It can just be a couple words. You can also write a draw a picture or just, you know, stick figures are fine. Any creative artistic expression you want to do on the back art table, that's a time to write your prayer to God as well. So um, can I pray for us? And then we're going to, and then yeah we're gonna dive into this we're gonna get like at least 10 minutes or so to get to do this we'll play some music take 10 minutes spend some time maybe you want to hit all the tables maybe you're one of those folks that you like get in on everything a little bit or maybe there's a table that just captures your heart and you're like i just need to stay here and just do this you know that that's totally cool so it's just a everyone and you might not even feel comfortable going to a table that's cool too you can just chill in your seat, you can grab some coffee, you can, you know, just kind of, but we want to kind of maintain a sort of prayerful reflective posture at least, as we kind of respond together, consider what is God stirring up in your heart today and how might you respond with these tables and these moments uh, together, and then I'm going to close this with the last song, and then we're going to go all eat brunch downstairs, so hopefully um, you'll get to join us for that, let me say a prayer for us, is that cool? God Thank you for this morning and a chance to be reminded of the reason for your coming and the incredible gift that your grace gives us. That because of your mercy, that the light from heaven is going to break upon us. And we reflect on that this season in a, in a season that is typically kind of dark, where the sun is low in the sky and God, this is a moment where we're reminded Of of what it's like to be in darkness And we're reminded of the dramatic change That light brings to darkness So would you bring light to our darkness In our lives The places that seem confusing Or difficult for us God, would you shine your light In those places Even this morning And God, as we respond In these last moments uh, Together around these tables God, I pray that you would just lead us And guide us As we think about the ways that we can respond to you this morning, I pray that your grace, that your mercy, uh, that the good news of your love for every single person, every single person, God, that that would would flood this room and that would turn our hearts towards you. Maybe back towards you uh, from a long time ago or maybe towards you in a
1: new way this morning. And so lead us and guide these moments together in Jesus' name. Amen.